Hey everybody and welcome back to the Side Quest Podcast. I'm BJ. I'm Luke. And today I have a very important announcement. What is this announcement, BJ? The announcement is that you bought us some mic stands and pop filters, <laughs> baby. We've we've been I think what we're like almost twenty episodes into this podcast and uh-huh. we've we've been just holding mics. <laughs> un un in, like that's why you've probably heard a bunch of peaking. Mm. Which now you won't hear that. So I can say things like PlayStation and peaking and pussy. <laughs> And it won't, it's not going to hurt your ears. Yeah, I'm very hyped about this. I feel very professional right now. It's funny because now we can actually have our, our hands, like, we can use them. I can actually, like, hold my phone and, like, mess with the, with the computer. We're no longer encumbered. You guys won't see it, but we'll be gesturing a lot. And messing with the mics. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to be, like, constantly moving this thing. But it's so okay. Cool. That's good. I love this shit. All right. So BJ, what have you been playing? Um, I haven't had a lot of time to play much, but uh, I have been playing some Cyberpunk. Still, haven't gotten very far in the story past what I told you. Um, mostly just kind of like trying to level grind because yeah. I want to be OP. Um, but that, and then a lot of another Metroid Two remake on the Retroid. Nice. Um, we haven't uploaded any of our roms to them yet so that's what i've got but uh it's really good it actually um i think it holds to the spirit of like gba metroid better than samus returns does um well i mean samus returns was kind of like the new like you know what i mean yeah samus returns has the same vibe as like mirror of fate the castlevania game which both great games like i like them both but like I personally like I've played more Castlevania than I've played Metroid, mm-hmm. and so I definitely can understand that vibe where it's like uh, Mirror Fate's fine, but it wasn't the best Castlevania game. Like when you think Castlevania, you're thinking of like Symphony, Symphony of the Night, Night. Uh, is it Ro- Ran of Darkness or whatever. Uh, three, yeah, definitely up there. The advanced games, which might be coming soon. Yeah, I'm hoping that they come soon. I'm very excited for that, honestly. Because I, I actually had one of the Castlevania games from Game Boy, like, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, because it was so hard. Yeah. But, like, I remember, like, that was that was my, and I hate, I, it's so overused, but my Dark Souls as a kid where I was just like, no, I'm going to beat this. If I never went, did. So this will be this will be the time where I can finally kick its ass. If you went back in time and told someone that it's the Dark Souls of Metroidvania, they'd punch you in the fucking face. Well, they also wouldn't know what the fuck Dark Souls <laughs> is. <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, what's Dark Souls? <laughs> nah, but I... Yeah, I'm excited for that. Anything else? Or has it just kind of been... It's just been like here and there. I've rewatched The Umbrella Academy. Um, I always... is, is that good? Because like, I've been wanting to watch it, but at the same time, it's like it feels like one of those... like I'm shocked you haven't seen it. Well, it's, it's one of those things where I want to watch it, but it also feels like one of those like... We're weird for the sake of being weird. Because it's from Gerard Way. So it's the My Kim boy. But so in that band was let's be edgy and weird and gothic for the sake of it instead of like, I don't know, like it it felt different. So that's why I was like very hesitant to jump in. It's it's kind of like invincible esque in a way Um, where it's like, yeah, it's superhero shit. Shit's going to get weird, but they don't like treat it like it's Deadpool or something where it's like, haha, so random. Um, 
and the writing is really good. The okay. characters are great. You'd like it. Okay, I'll have to check it out because I I want more more stuff to watch because we'll actually talk about one of those in a second mm-hmm. uh, for the news. But um, I uh, have been playing uh, because of in September, Lost Judgment comes out, so I've just been in a Yakuza mood. So I'm replaying Zero, nice. and I'm actually finally going to get through three. Because that's the one that I can't get through that I end up just watching on YouTube, and then I've never played four or five. That's the one that they refuse to remake, right? Is well, three. well, no. So three, four, and five all got just remastered treatments because they were all PS3 games. Oh, uh, okay. Where, versus one and two were just old PS2, definitely very janky. Mm-hmm. However, three was still kind of in that that period of well. It's not quite where Zero and Kiwami like nailed that fighting style. And so when you go from zero, then play Kiwami one, you then jump to three, and you're like, holy shit! Because I think the story is solid, because um, it's the first time in the series where Kiryu is like, I'm done with the Yakuza stuff, let me be me. And then that happens six more times. <laughs> There's only so many times a man can be done with the life, and then he gets dragged back in. But I, I digress. Um, so I'm actually gonna try to play through the whole series. I think I'm gonna use do it like I did the Assassin's Creed ones, where I'm gonna like, write down stuff and kind of push myself to complete these games. Nice. Because Zero is fucking amazing. Like Kiryu is, is Kiryu, so he's like still the stoic, fun protagonist. But then the big standout for that one is Majima, yep. right? Because they actually gave you like backstory and all this other stuff, and then that's continued in Kiwami too. Because they gave him his own side story that's like closure for Zero. Nice. And so that, it, it makes it where when you look at that, you're like, man, no wonder Majima's the favorite. Because he gets the most like emotional like story. Mm-hmm. And then he's the goofy ass motherfucker the whole rest of the series. He's definitely got the most fans of anybody from that game. Well, And, and then like you find out that goofiness is because he's like, man, he's real broken inside, isn't he? Yeah, because like the the times where he he just goes off on someone, like when Majima when like that's the thing when his when his voice drops three octaves, you're like oh shit. It's like when the anime character that always has his eyes closed finally opens his eyes. Yep. You know you're about to get fucked. Yeah, same thing. But uh, I've been playing that. I started playing Judgment again, but I, I kind of told myself no no no. I want to play through the entire series because I just I. I want to support... I'm not going to play like a dragon. Let me put that in respect. That's long, but... Yeah. <clears throat> I want to play through 0-6, uh, through six, and then Judgment, to get ready for Lost Judgment, and then I'll probably play like a dragon at some point. You yeah. play the zombie one? I don't have an option to play that. Oh, it's not on Xbox yet? Nope. Wow. Dead Souls is still stuck on PS3. That's insane. I re- the, the thing is, while I want them to remake that one, I also don't, because from what I've seen, it's janky as hell. Yeah. Like, it, it is very much, like, not a Yakuza game, because it's a third-person shooter instead of, you know, a brawler like they usually are. But at the same time, I want to have it just to experience it. But they definitely need to optimize it better, because, man, the frame rate is terrible. Yeah. Like, if there's any explosions, it's going to crawl. So they definitely need to, if they do that, they need to remake it in, like, the new engines and stuff. That'd be dope. But uh, that's about all I've been playing. Uh... I think anything else we need to talk about? Any, any normal? Um, I don't think so. Nothing too exciting has happened in my life. Uh, which is the second thing that comes after we talk about video games. So, just be quiet for a 
How's this? Yeah, it works. If I put my face into the pop filter, does this work? <laughs> it actually does, but you know. <laughs> Alright, well we're gonna okay, go not. the whole thing with me maybe not French that kissing the thing. Maybe not that close. Let me move it closer. Yeah, that might help. There we go. Alright. You're gonna, by the way, to, to our audience, you're gonna get these moments of us messing around, because one, I'm not that good of an editor, plus mm-hmm. I just think it's it's that authenticity. Yeah, it keeps us real yeah. and grounded. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our first news story, WitcherCon happened recently. There's a WitcherCon? Yep. Um, and what they announced was Witcher 3 is ge- is getting its next-gen upgrade this year. It's not being delayed. It's going to come. They didn't give an exact date, but they said, hey, it's going to be here this year. And... There will include new DLC based on the Netflix Witcher TV series. Hell yeah. Which, I'm going to go ahead and assume, they didn't give out like exactly what that means, I'm going to assume, like how you can change the, the outfits for the characters and the settings, uh-huh. they're just going to give you the option to have Henry Cavill and Freya Allen and everybody else just as those, I think, which would be dope as hell. That would be really cool. I will play the whole game again as Henry Cavill. Put just some... Just to have that. And then, yeah. Also... They, uh, Witcher, Witcher, Witcher's trailer came out. December 17th is when the show season two comes out. December 17th? Yep, this year. And nice. the trailer looks awesome because they actually show up to Kermoran. And bruh, I got excited. Did they show Vesemir at all? Um, they probably did because they, they showed a bunch of, uh, burly looking, like, Witcher dudes and they all hugged. So, nice. Know. I'm I'm excited for for what this means because, I mean I love the Witcher series. Uh, also, I, I also wonder what they're gonna do with uh, Siri because she's canonically bi, but at the same time it's like she kind of she's never actually like from my recollection she's never actually like had a relationship with a with a girl, mm-hmm. but she's just kind of like she's done the Geralt thing, yeah, where it's like a hey. <laughs> and um. Which, to be fair, that's your teacher. So, yeah. but um, see, I I've always had this casting in my head, and I want to get your okay your thoughts on it. Um, if he wasn't too old now, and this was being made like ten years ago, what do you think about Ron Perlman as Vesemir? Oh, that's perfect. Right. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's great, dude. They could still do it, I guess. They could, but they definitely would have to have heavy stunt work if he started fighting. Yeah. Oh man, I, I love The Witcher, dude. It's it's such an interesting world because they it's they made such a we, like a such a dark fantasy world where it's like, oh yeah, nothing is like perfect. Like yeah, there's magic, but like nah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's and, a cost to that magic. Yeah. So. I figured, you know, we'd start off with some good news because, yeah, Witcher, like, I'm, they've also did something that I actually like, and, um, they're updating the cover art, too, so instead of the CG model, mm-hmm. it's an actual, like, art painting, that same style, so it's him holding the sword, uh, but there's actually, like, kind of a background to it instead of just the white. That's and really it's, nice. it's, like, a drawn Geralt, and I'm like, cool. So, that's cool. Um... And yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping it is the, the like, you can swap the models. Like, maybe they got Henry and the whole cast to just kind of sit and let them model them. That would be sick. That, if, if that's the case, I'm playing that whole game with Henry Cavill. Like, I don't care. Definitely. And then, yeah, and then I'll just have everybody else just switch, you know, 
Man, I now that you say that, I'm imagining them changing the medallion for just Geralt to be the one in the show, and yeah. that has me really excited for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it, the I, I don't know which one's cooler, honestly, because like I like the cool like wolf head. Yeah, but like, the, like just the coin one is so cool. Yeah, I love that one. It feels more realistic and not as pokey. Yeah, but I mean, you still look at it and you go, hey, but, you know. Yeah. It's cool. All right, time to get into the bad news. Lost Judgment may be the last game in that entire series. What the fuck? Due to the actor image rights by his, uh, uh, what is it, the production company. That's so stupid. So Lost, I'm going to read this. This is coming from Video Game Chronicles. Um, articles by Chris Scullion. Lost Judgment may be the final game in the Judgment series due to ongoing issues with Sega and actor Tak uh, Takuya Kimura's talent agency. Um, basically, uh, J Japanese showbiz news site uh, Nikon Taishu. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Claims the sources tell. Wow, this. I Whatever. Kimura's talent agency Johnny and Associates have been blocking PC versions of the game. Uh, because they don't want Kimura to appear in PC games. That's um, why. <laughs> while it's not entirely clear why, the site suggests that because Johnny Associates has strict control over the likeness rights of its talent, and the use of their image online is still limited to a few, the agency may be treating PC games differently because home computers have direct access to the internet. Yeah, not like the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Because that, you can't go on the internet there. Um... The report claims that Sega has been trying to bring Judgment and Lost Judgment to Steam, but because the agency is blocking them from happening, they might just cancel the whole series. Okay, there's a really easy fix for that. Just make a new character. <laughs> so, here's the problem, though, right? Um, <sighs> Just recast him if you have to. Kimura is like a le like he's like he's like Robert Downey Jr. levels in Japan. Uh, That's the problem. If they recast him, his fan base is going to go ravenous. Yeah, and then if they kill him off, then the fan base like there's there there's no way to fix this, um, and so that's why the problem is like well, just we can't continue the series at this point because they the whole point was hey look who we got as the main character right yeah at least in Japan here it's like I don't care. He's voiced Here, by, it's he's, like, he's voiced by Phoenix, Greg right? Chun, so cool. But, like, it's one of those things where we're like, damn, that sucks. Judgment's great. And yeah. we're getting a sequel, which I'm expecting to be good, but, like, man, we're not going to get a third at all. And what makes this even worse is Judgment was supposed to be the continuation of the beat-em-up style. Because mm -hmm. Yakuza was going full turn-based. Judgment was going to be beat-em-up. So if, if we don't have, you know, a, a beat-em-up guy, they're going to make a new one, but, yeah, like... It, it, I think they're definitely going to make a new one. It just won't be Judgment. Which really sucks. Yeah. Because like, that's the most interesting concept I've ever heard from a game. It's really good. I love Judgment so much. Like, that is such a good game. I'm Like, when I finally beat it, I was like, oh, shit. Definitely, like, if we ever redo our, our top, like, five games, that's hitting there. Like, I love Judgment so much. We will have to redo that episode at some point. Yeah. But, um... This sucks, and it, we, we, I mean, it just sheds light to, like, man, there's some Jap Japanese business businessmen that have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Especially with their talent agencies, like, 
everything that's going on with Britney Spears right now is basically happening to every Japanese star in any kind of media. Well, that's the thing is like when you become like a Japanese idol, especially or like a, a like a huge actor, depending on the agency, like you can't do shit. Yeah, you essentially sign your life away, and they control you like a puppet. Like the fact that uh, Kimura, I think. Yeah, Kimura has a wife and kids, and the fact that he he's open about that is so fucking weird. Because, like, apparently he's not supposed to be, but because he's so big, they can't stop him. Yeah. So, like, and that's the thing is, that, like, Japanese idols can't have, like, public lives. Like, they, like, and I'm talking idols and actors, like, they can't mention that they're in relationships. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they can barely do photo shoots half the time, and unless it's, like, very specific like what the company wants them to do yeah it sucks like granted they're rich and famous and you know have adoring fans but like they can't but on do the shit. other side of that like you sacrifice every other part of your life for fame and like you like your your company can tell you hey you're gonna sponsor this product it's like i don't even know what that is mm-hmm. and yet but too bad your face is on it so yeah it sucks and this is now leaking into at least for me one of my favorite games is not getting a third game in the series. And what sucks, too, is that, like, this game could easily end with a cliffhanger because they expected to do more. Yeah. And now it's like, damn. I'm I'm really hoping that they just have time to add in an ending that's more definitive at this point. Or, like, because I know they're doing, like, a DLC extension. They've said there's going to be an expansion type thing. Okay. So, and that was before all this. So, probably how they'll do it is if it doesn't shake out well, the DLC will be the definitive end, I guess. I hope so. Or, I mean, I hope they figure this out. I hope this is just a giant game of chicken and Sega's just going, fine, fuck you. Yeah. And then, because that's what sucks is that Kimura has said he loved doing Judgment. And I'm like, damn, bro, use some of that leverage. Tell your agency to go fuck themselves. <laughs> this sucks, but they're going to make another beat-em-up game because they're not going to screw their fans like that. Like, cause It already was weird with them going, okay, the main line is the turn-based and the side game is going to be the one you want. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to screw it up more than that. So they, they have to figure something out. And if, if this is the end of Judgment, that sucks, but... It's the whole Crisis Core event over again with yeah. Gact. But yeah, you got anything else to say on that one? Um, if they can't get the rights to make more with that guy, they should make uh, Judgment Investigations Miles Edgeworth. You won't get that joke, but I know somebody will. I won't get it until I play these games, I'm assuming. Yeah. All right. Man, that really does suck, though, because, like, RGG does great with its Yakuza series, Fist of the North Star. They did phenomenal with Judgment. Like, Judgment, to me, was like, oh, shit, this is where, like, they had a full English dub. The game looked great. Like, they were really pushing what they could do. And then, like, a dragon comes out, polished as fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, polished, but, you know, excellent English dub. They built a turn-based system within a year. Yeah, because they originally was an April Fool's joke, and then they said, "Oh, let's actually do it." And then it's like, Holy and then shit. it became RPG of the year almost. <laughs> yeah, it was nominated for RPG of the year. It lost to Final Fantasy VII, but that's to be fair. It's Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. If, th- if that wasn't there, I fully believe Yakuza would have taken that cake. Yeah, honestly, because of how much fanfare that was getting, like that mm-hmm. would have been the winner if remake hadn't come out that year. But. Yeah, like, that's the thing, is they made literally one of the best RPGs of the year, and it's like, it was a joke. Yeah. 
that's the best part about that. And like that team, that team also has such good work ethic, at least from what I can see, because they pump out games like nobody's business. Yeah, there was a point in time where you couldn't go like three months without a new Yakuza coming out. Well, like I think for a while they 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 put out a game every year. Yeah. And it's like like we we had like a dragon last year. We're having Lost Judgment this year. We'll probably have another Yakuza. We'll probably have a Yakuza game next year. I don't know how they do it. Cause it's so weird. Cause they also I want I want to assume their team is bigger than I think. That's probably the case. Also, they're Japanese, so their work their work ethic is way different from you know us. Yeah. So they could be working like way like a shit ton of hours. That's normal for them, but is fucking like overtime for us. But yeah. Sad news. Alright. Uh, before we get into another official news story, did you see that Atlas posted yeah, new art? The, the 25th the... anniversary? Yeah. I was going to put that in, and that was actually the next story. Oh, well, yeah. continue. So, yeah. I mean, this, there's not much to go off of. Just, hey, the 25th anniversary stuff is going to happen, and they have this like artwork mm-hmm. of all the Persona protagonists, and then a grayed-out artwork. And so it, it stands to reason they're going to announce Persona 6. Well, I can't wait for that to come out in 2030. We'll see. What, I, what I'm more interested in is, are they going to fully just go Persona's cross-platform now? Like, is this going to be where they announce, okay, they're getting PC ports, we're doing a remake of 3, and they're coming to PC and Xbox and possibly Switch? I think that this is definitely the right time for it. Um... I'm really excited to see what they do with the uh, Persona Live concert this year. Yeah, those are always good. Yeah, but like having music from the whole series is just going to be great. Um, I think they're definitely going to announce 6. I don't think it's in development yet at all um, because they're still working on Project Brief Fantasy. And we haven't heard much about that in a while. But, um, and like Shin Megami Tensei 5 hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think a remake of 3 FES is probably what we're going to see more likely than anything. Um, I think Nocturne was kind of the litmus test for that. Uh, they definitely need to do better. Yeah. Like, look, I, I like Nocturne, I still haven't played it. But it seems like people really dig it and like having it on current gen is great. Mm-hmm. But... Yo, motherfucker, that's $50. Yeah. That's not okay. I haven't seen it go off of sale since, like, a month after it launched. Um, so you can really get it for, like, 30 bucks most places now. But, um... I'm gonna end up getting it at some point, because I really want to play it. I'm, I kind of want to play it kind of in preparation for 5. Yeah. Because I'm really excited for 5. Me too. That game looks really good. I, I wonder if that game is going to... I wonder if there's, like, a timed exclusivity deal for that, if, or if that's full exclusive, because I wouldn't be surprised if Sega tries to push that on the PC and on everything else, because they're really ramping up, like, fuck exclusivity. Yeah. Because, like, Persona 4 being on PC, the entirety of Yakuza being on Game Pass and PC, and they're, they're seeing a lot of love on the other consoles, and they're, and they're sitting here going, why were, we, why were we making games only for PlayStation? Yeah, I uh, I read a news story a couple weeks back where it was just talking about how shocked Sega was that Persona 4 was selling so well on PC, and everybody was like, "Well, no shit." It's like it's been stuck on the Vita. Yeah, like look, I love the Vita OLED screen. Like it's a solid system that mm-hmm. Sony just let die. Um, but damn, like of course it sold like a million on a handheld system that nobody had yeah and then you put it on pc and all of a sudden it, it sells a million more Mm-hmm. 
Like, of course. It's it's weird to me that they didn't see that coming. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. <laughs> I'm glad you leaned into that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I I love that Sega is seeing this now, and I'm hoping this pushes them to put everything. Because like, yeah, I like exclusives here and there. Like, I definitely think Shin Megami Tensei Five being on like Switch is good. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, if that showed up on Xbox, I wouldn't be too mad about it. Yeah. If that showed up on PlayStation, I'm not going to be too upset. Like, Persona, Persona 4 leaving the Vita to be a PC game is great. I'm I'm honestly kind of shocked it didn't just show up on PlayStation 4 as well, but, you know. Yeah, that is kind of weird when you think about it. That, and, and it's, it's, it's really funny because I think the Steam version of Persona has Xbox-like button layouts. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, we one step closer, baby. Yeah, everybody saw that and they were like, okay, well, E3, this is coming to Xbox. And it didn't. And didn't. <laughs> I but. really, I really wish they would have, like, and, and not to like. I just feel like, especially like you have the Yakuza games, throw Persona in there, and you have two really Japanese game series mm-hmm. that I think people would really dig. I think it probably still will come. I think they're just waiting for a Persona anniversary event to announce that sort of thing. I hope so. And if it doesn't come, I'm, it's not, I'm not going to be too upset about it. I'm still going to buy Persona on PlayStation. Yeah. Like, oh, you know? But I definitely would, if they show up on Game Pass one day, that would be my biggest catalyst. Just Because I, I could just download it and start playing. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and then I have xCloud. Like, a turn-based RPG is way easier to play with latency than an action game, so I can just play that on my phone. Yeah, and Persona, to me at least, feels like it was made for handheld, so I think that would be perfect. It probably helps that I played the entire series handheld until until 5. Yeah, 5. I'm in the same boat. I play. I, I have only played more than for 3, so if they do a remake for FPS, I'm all in. They need to at least add in the, uh, the portable content if they do that. Just make it a full definitive Just, version. Yeah, have have the film protagonist have because um, they're two different protagonists, which is yeah. ironic because like the main protagonist of Persona Three is just kind of this blank slate, but the female protagonist actually emotes, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. But uh, yeah, so possible Persona news, which is great. Yeah, um, I'd love to see. The last time we talked, st- the. PlayStation State of Play hadn't happened yet. No, it definitely happened, I think. It did, and honestly, I want to say this. It wasn't, like, anything to really write home about, but that's fine. Like, here's the thing. I've been through real shit Nintendo Directs. I've been through some awful E3s. This is not bad. It's definitely showing them that's like, look, we're still, we're gonna make second-party and third-party deals. We're gonna keep going with that, and sure, you're really excited for our first party titles but like we're gonna show them when we're ready to show them mm-hmm. and like that's fine like especially like I, I kind of like this because it gives well sure I feel like we could have gone without Deathloop again yeah um, it I feel like it's good that they're showing off like hey we're here's the smaller things you might enjoy because that's what I love about like Nintendo doing Indie World mm-hmm. is they're like hey Here's just all indie games. I love those. And, like, you learn more about games you probably wouldn't have seen in, like, a huge-ass direct because, well, they got to make room for Zelda and Metroid and Mario and things like that. So, like, seeing them dedicate indies is mm-hmm. good. I'm cool with them doing state of plays like this, especially when they tell you ahead of time, this isn't big game night. Just be set expectations. And they did. 
Yeah, so. I, I think a lot of companies should adopt that mantra of, you know, tempering expectations before they release a presentation. Um, I thought it was very funny that they said, we're not going to be showing anything about the VR. And then the first thing they show Moss. is Moss 2. <laughs> to be fair, it's coming out on VR 1. Yeah, so but like, that. when you see that, immediately you think, oh, Moss? Yeah. VR 2? <laughs> But uh, that was the standout for the presentation for me, actually. I'm, like a, I'm actually going to go ahead and read all... I have the Kotaku article that kind of gives like a little mini thing about it. Mm -hmm. But this was everything that was announced, and we're going to get to give our, our you know impressions on what we saw. Um, Moss Book 2. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love what they just put here. Ratatouille's cousin Stuart Little is back in a new PSVR adventure. <laughs> Cute. Hopefully, he finally finds his motorcycle. <laughs> but yeah, no, Moss is cool. If you if you have a VR headset on PlayStation, I recommend Moss One. Yeah, that's one of the uh, that must play games on the PSVR. Yeah, um, Arcade Ageden, um is this weird ass hero shooter uh, from the makers of Predator Hunting Grounds and Friday the Thirteenth the game. Uh, yeah. And we're getting some weird Fortnite hero shooter cartoony looking whatever game. Mm. And like, it's in early access now. Sure. I mean, I was like, I'll probably try it, but that's about it. Yeah. I don't see that one being a, uh, a big hit. Um, Tribes of Midgard. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of a asymmetric action game. It looks, mm. you know, it looks, it looks pretty. I love the... It was a pretty good trailer. Yeah. Uh, Fist looks awesome. Uh, it's that bunny, like, metal th whatever thing. I don't remember seeing that one. That. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. The it, 2D platformer. Yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah, I, I do enjoy seeing a good uh, 2.5D platformer. Oh, speaking of that, I that's a game I also played, Oddworld Soulstorm. Really? I bought that. Because the Steelbook was a physical release, so it's nice. pretty solid. I want to get into Oddworld, but I have no idea where to start. I don't either, but I just picked up Soulstorm because I'm like, all right, cool. It's a, it's something to play on my PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um, Hunter's Arena Legends looks stupid as fuck. It's a battle royale, but fantasy. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, Dauntless kind of already took that one. So. Well, not even that. Dauntless is like Monster Hunter. Yeah. But Fortnite. That's true. So I, I'm, I'm less excited for this. It looks dumb. This one, Sifu looks sick as fuck. That martial arts game. Yeah. That looks awesome. Um, it, 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 it did get pushed back to 2022, but that looks sick as hell. I'm very excited for Sifu. The, 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 the fact that your character ages throughout mm -hmm. the game is awesome. That's, that's really cool, but also really scary because it makes me think about my own mortality. <laughs> Hell yeah. Existential <laughs> crisis at 24. <laughs> uh, Jet the Far Shore. You know, it's... This is for you. It looks cool. But, you know, I'm like, eh. Like, I'm just kind of meh on it. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll definitely, when it gets closer, I might check it out. But, uh, Demon Slayer. The game looks... It, it's Naruto Shippuden, but Demon Slayer. Yeah, the uh, the new trailer for that one, they showed the episode where it's in the uh, the, the manor with mm -hmm. the guy with the tatami drums. Yep. Which I think 
is one of the best animated episodes of the show. Probably not a good episode to show for a video game, though, because it, it looked very empty, which is the point of the episode, but, like, yeah. and for a video game, you're like, okay. They should have focused more on the actual fight part yeah. of that episode, but uh, I'm still very excited for that game. I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, it's probably not going to be a day one buy for me, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm excited for it. Unless they do a CE, then I'm all over that shit. Yeah, then, yeah, if there's, like, statues, fuck. <laughs> um, Lost Judgment... You know, the finale of this series is coming out. Um, <laughs> the long-awaited finale. It looks cool, though. I'm very excited for Lost Judgment because they're, they're really going hard into, like, don't worry, we, we understand. We can't have karaoke because of this dude's talent agency, probably, but we're going to give you some cool-ass shit. You want a skateboard? Skateboard. You want a box? Box. Hey, you want to do some dance recitals? Hell yeah. I do like a good skateboarding mode in an action game, a la Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's just some random thing that existed in the in the world. You're like, what? Why? Yep. Um, Death Stranding director's cut. Uh, I might actually play Death Stranding all the way through again. I've never played it, and seeing that made me really excited to get into it for the first time. I, I wonder how much the combat is going to change because they added more melee stuff, mm-hmm. so you can actually fight people. And they're adding more weapons, so I wonder if they're actually going to allow you to play the game like a regular video game. Not and that's <laughs> well, and I, I say that in the in the sense that like, look, Death Stranding is is a specific vision, and they nailed it. Like Hideo and his team nailed it. But they're now treating it like like this one seems like somebody read the comments of some people going, "What? Well, I can't fight anything." Okay, so they went, "All right, cool." Let's let's give the option to do more. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm yeah, the uh, the Death Stranding cart mode. Oh yeah, the the racing. <laughs> yeah. The racing, the the buddy bot that can walk for you, which is pretty epic. I wish I had one of those in real life. For real. It'd be, it'd be like we just end up like the the dudes in Wally, <laughs> super obese. And I'm already halfway there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're. I got a stomach. It's fine. Uh, no, but this also, it makes me really interested that, okay, apparently Hideo was like, I didn't want to call it director's cut, mm-hmm. which makes me go, okay, so this is PlayStation's thing. Yeah. All their games coming out are going to be director's cut. And now, like, it looks like they're doing this weird gold hue to them because that's what Ghost of Tsushima's color scheme is for a director's cut. And so now Death Stranding. So I wonder if that's what all of them are going to be. And now I'm one, and also, like, Death Stranding I can understand paying for, because a lot of the content is actually just being pushed into the main story. It's not like a, okay, here's the thing you can access later. Yeah. Um, so that one, I'm, I'd be more okay with paying, like, the $10 upgrade or whatever. But Ghost of Tsushima, like, I'm cool with paying for DLC. Like, I see a lot of people, like, complaining, like, oh, well, you all just want free stuff. It's like, no, I, I'm cool with paying for Iki Island and, Yeah, like, like if add-ons. it's an expansion, people yeah. don't mind paying for that at all, I don't I'm think. cool with that. But when you're making me pay for haptic feedback... Yeah, that's too much. And, and like, look, Ghost of Tsushima already runs at 60 FPS. Mm-hmm. I don't need to upgrade it. It's already a beautiful game. The problem is they're locking the Iki Island behind the upgrades, which sucks. That's kind of scummy. But uh, I, I wonder if we're going to see more. We're going to see director's cuts for Last of Us and for everything else, even though there's really not much they can do except make a ps5 upgrade i think they'll make the last of us 2 director's cut when the dlc is actually out 
Well, Factions, like the multiplayer is being its its own game now. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then... But they're also doing an expansion, I've heard. Man, I don't... Okay. I, I'm just kind of less excited for Last of Us. Like, when, when it was just the one game, I was like, cool, perfect game. It stands there. And that game is still great. And I do like Last of Us Part 2. I think it's a good game. But I'm, like, less excited because it's like, well, now we're making it into a, a thing. An HBO series, a multiplayer spinoff. We're gonna have DLC. Like, and I'm, I'm just like, there was something really cool about the first game, just being this really cool story they wrote, mm-hmm. and then it ends perfectly. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing is like, I, I easily could, I could have gone without a part two, and I would have been completely fine. See, I, I had been hoping for a part two since I played the first one. I wasn't really let down much by the second one um i mean it didn't follow where i expected it would go at all but that doesn't mean it wasn't good well my thing too is when they announced the part two i was or like the rumors of part two i was like just go somewhere else leave joel and ellie alone yeah and that was kind of my problem is like look i'm and i'm cool you got to see more i like abby as a character definitely i I do really like ellie still um, I want to see where she goes after the end because, like, yeah, she left her perfect life. She was she was fine. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, Abby's over there. All right, be right back. Left her, you know, her girlfriend and the child that that well she had with whatever, you know, whatever. The she kid. was raising a child. She was raising a child with, and then she said, "Fuck that," and ran after Abby mm-hmm. to kill her. And it's like, <sighs> I'm excited. I want to see the closure. I don't think she's gonna survive. I don't either. Yeah, I um, think Ellie's going to die. But I'm also really excited for uh, Lev and Abby's big adventure, too. I, li- I like, like, Abby was actually really cool. I liked her, and it. I definitely had moments of, like, fuck you, I don't want to play as you. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. felt like that at first. Yeah, and, and over time, I was like, all right, cool. But still, like, there was that just gut reaction of, fuck you, eat a dick. I don't want to stop that. I, I didn't play for, like, a day or two which so I, I think like, is really like it was ironic. the point and it was the point like i fully get it but like again my i think i've said this before my biggest problem is that by the time by the time the scene happens mm-hmm. i had no idea what joel was like yeah i had no idea what his changes were because from what i i'm expecting joel at the end of last of us mm-hmm. and that's not what i got and so and then you just kind of sprinkle it throughout the game and like that's fine it's just the, the where they showed up was my problem. It's like, ah, what, why is that there, not here? Why is this flashback here? Like, that was my problem with Last of Us Part Two. Everything else about that game is top tier. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, Naughty Dog killed it. My biggest problem with that one is, like, Ellie will be like, okay, I got to go from one side of the country to California to kill yeah. Abby real quick. And then she just, like, teleports to the beach. Yeah. Like, that that should be the midpoint of the game when she leaves to find Abby again to me. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, that was my, again, just the composition of the story, like how it went. It's still a great story. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's the thing. It's depressing as fuck, but yeah, it's it's a great story. But, like, that's, that, and I think that's why I like Last of Part 1 more is because there was still that level of hope mm-hmm. that Part 2 just doesn't have. And I'm like... I'm not like it's not that I'm not enjoying myself but like shit bro there's moments where I'm like ah like 
that's why I liked Joel and Ellie's like camaraderies because it was just like okay at the end of the day they had each other mm-hmm. at the end of the day like it's the father daughter story and you you had these moments and they had those in in part two but I forgot those existed because every second I'm like shit alright <laughs> fuck I, I love I love how they uh, they put those moments in there and it feels really sweet and hopeful yeah. and everything, and then it just cuts back to Ellie like crying in the rain and it just makes it hit so much harder. Yeah. It's still a good game, and I I just it's one of those things where like there's a point where like I don't want something to be a franchise and that this was one of them where I'm like the first game is good, mm-hmm. it's perfect in my opinion. You can just leave it, yeah. and I get it. It made too much fucking money. <laughs> So Sony was absolutely like, hey, I do think sequel. maybe an anthology series would have been better for this. Yeah. Like cover a different character every time because this is a very interesting world. It's a character on its own. Well, and that's the thing is, too, is like last was part two. Like, what did we learn more about the clickers and all the nothing besides like the Rat King boss? Yeah. But like that was that was the thing, too, is I was kind of expecting more of that. But and again, we got just more of the emotion, which is what Naughty Dog's great at. So yeah. Uh, last thing, Deathloop, and I love I love the the key term. Just let me play Deathloop already. <laughs> Seriously, we've seen this so many times now. Yeah, I'm sold on it, so I'm all in. But I think anyone that wants to play that game was sold by the second or third time they saw it. Yeah, and everything since then has just been like, all right, I get it. Uh, speaking on the Bethesda front, a bit of a bad news situation. This comes from uh, the official Twitter account. We've made the decision to delay the launch of Ghostwire Tokyo to early 2022. No. We, we, want, we want to get the game in your hands as soon as possible so you can experience the unforgettable version of a... Okay. Of a haunted Tokyo that we've been hard at work building. At the same time, we're also focused on protecting the health of everyone at Tango. Our new release window will give us time to bring the worlds of Ghostwire to life as we've always envisioned it. Thanks for being patient as we work to bring you an experience unlike anything we've ever made. We can't wait to show you more in the coming months. So yeah, they said early 2022 though, so that gives me a little bit of hope, but at the same time, it's like, we've heard nothing about this game since the state of play, like way back, and like, I kind of figured it was going to be delayed. Because like, I feel like, I I feel like this would have been the cool, you know, state of play to hit him with a one-two punch of Deathloop and Ghostwire. Yeah. And then when they didn't do that, I'm in my head like, it's probably going to be delayed, but maybe I'm just, maybe they're going to pull a a normal Bethesda and ha, here it is, three months later, you can play it, but yeah, no. So, early 2022, that game is coming out. Just don't fuck with Akumi's vision. She's an angel. She deserves her full artistic I mean, range to be displayed. I mean, they probably already fucked with it anyway. She left the company, like, way before COVID happened. Yeah, that's true. Hey, but she has a baby, so there's that. Yeah, she disappeared for nine months and came back and was like, I have a baby. <laughs> and I'm like, I, when she said that, I was like, and I looked up, I'm like, holy shit, she's, like, married. And I was like, I'm like, good for her. Yeah. He was adorable though. That that entire like the Ghostwire unveil was in, was hilarious. She's one of my favorite Twitter accounts too. Oh yeah, no, she shit posts hard. Her, her uh, self memes, whatever you call them, they're great. Her and uh, good old Erica are top two on my tweet feed. Yeah, well, Erica is <laughs> more for my my Instagram feed. Just yeah, scroll through now. Um, this is gonna be the big uh, I guess topic of discussion. And it, it features two games, but 
This comes from VGC. Grand Theft Auto 6 could still be four years away. Jesus. Um, the, the big thing, though, is... According to insider Tom Henderson, who has previously leaked accurate details about the next Battlefield, and uh, these leaks have been corroborated by Jason Schreier, uh, Henderson uh, posted a video last week claiming that the new Grand Theft Auto installment would release in either 2024 or 2025, probably due to Rockstar's new focus on employee well-being after their crunch culture thing. Tap the... There you go. There you go. Um... Journalist Schreier had reported for Kotaku last year that GTA 6 was Rockstar's next game, but claimed that it was still a ways away. On Sunday, he replied to Henderson's suggestion that the game would uh, now release in 2024 or 2025, stating that everything Tom Henderson has said about the game matches up with what I've heard. Um, Schreier added that previous comments he made suggesting that 2023 could be realistic um, release for the sequel were made before we entered a pandemic. Before we entered a pandemic that still hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. Um. The big thing, though, is Henderson reports that the game will take place in a modern version of Vice City and that the location will change and expand with new areas similar to how Fortnite changes its map. So what they're saying is, book that offline single player. Well, so that, yes, but also I feel like with how well Red Dead 2 sold, you don't give up single player. Yeah. Like, you're making a shit ton of money on GTA Online, no doubt. But I feel like if you come out with a killer single-player game and then have it to where, oh, yeah, by the way, this thing is going to change. The map will change, like, as seasons and different things in the world, like, based on what you do. That's cool. Yeah. If that's what it is. If this is a live service thing, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. But here's my thing, right? I'm fine with them making GTA just live service specifically, but if they do that, you need to give me Bully 2 and a new LA Noir. Well, Bully 2 got canceled. Apparently it was in development, but they canned it. I'm going to Johnny Silverhand, the Rockstar Studio. Like, I, I was, I, that was probably the most depressing news I had ever gotten in my entire life, and I'm like, fuck, bro. That's like the Pikmin 4 shit, where it's just like, oh, it's Hey Pikmin. Yeah. Uh, but this, so, yeah. I mean, there's not really much else to say about this one. It's it's fucking four to five years away. Yeah. And uh, it might have some live service elements. This comes also, by the way, with another news story. Uh, this one's from Polygon. Ubisoft's next Assassin's Creed is going to be a live service game. Yep. Codenamed Assassin's Creed Infinity, the next title in the series will contain multiple historical settings. The next game in Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed franchise will unfold across multiple historical settings and receive persistent updates, according to a report from Bloomberg. The game, which currently codenamed Assassin's Creed Infinity, will join the likes of Fortnite and Apex Legends by offering ongoing updates to keep players engaged. Ubisoft later confirmed this, this statement writing, blog post that a collaborative cross-studio structure between Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Quebec, the two Assassin's Creed studios, will guide, grow, evolve, and define the overall future of Assassin's Creed that includes an important upcoming early in-development project codenamed Assassin's Creed Infinity. Um, so yeah. Now, Jason Schreier was the one who broke that news, but what he did, he did say that he doesn't know if multiplayer is even involved. So, 
what I'm ex now based on that, if he if he doesn't like if he's never heard anything about multiplayer being a thing, mm -hmm. I wonder if it's pretty much just gonna be like, did you ever play Assassin's Creed Unity? I didn't. Okay, I know you have. The beginning of Unity, they they kind of trick you because it's like, oh, it's an Abstergo app on your whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, they have these different things that looks like a, a, a bunch of historical settings you can play and you start the prologue and then you get hacked by the assassin they tell you hey we need to go to paris so here you go uh but they have like a bunch of different like historical settings that say like oh yeah difficulty levels and all this stuff and a lot of people are now saying that might be what it is where they could easily just go hey you can play we can now pretty much make assassin's creed and go back to the assassin part but also do the historical like superhero part by having like hey this next update's going to be assassin focused this next update's your assassin adjacent this next update you play as a templar like this one has the boats yeah like they they could do a lot of different things and if they if they do it right that's the problem ubisoft has definitely been pushing towards this live service mentality yeah and i'm not too happy about it um Like, some of the updates that they did for Origins specifically, I feel like were pretty robust. Like, the, the history modes where you can just go around and, like, learn about different structures and things like that. I think that's really cool. Well, like, and even then, like, what I'm expecting them to do is put out Infinity and have it launch with, like, one historical setting. Mm -hmm. And then have, like, legitimate, pretty much, like, every year when your next Assassin's Creed game is supposed to come out is when they do an update with a new, like, like how Destiny does... Oh, it's Shadowkeep. Well, now we're beyond light. But they keep constant updates going. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to be how it works now. Whereas you can play Assassin's Creed on and off and keep going and going and going and follow the story. The problem is, though, is at some point they'll have to start vaulting shit. Yeah. And go, hey, so we're going to take out this India one so we can put in a Paris one. Or, hey, this American one's got to leave so we can put in an African one. Or, hey, this one. And, like, they're they're going to start, like, moving stuff around. And it's like, oh, man, my favorite one I can't play anymore. Yeah. Because there's too much shit because this thing's probably going to be 100 gigs. On the other hand, though, I think this potentially could be the best situation for Assassin's Creed. Because you have this constant stream of content, which is clearly what they want with this game. And then, say, every four to five years, you get one that just blows it out of the water that isn't connected to that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, if, if they can if they can do it right, because that's the thing, is they're putting the two Assassin's Creed studios, though, on this one project. Right. So I wonder if they would give Assassin's Creed, like, make like, hey, you get to work for four years on a single-player offline assassin's creed game go let them work on infinity and then yeah infinity's taking a break this year here's a new assassin's creed game mm -hmm. i think it could work and then once that game is done hey here's some more infinity content and then like if they do it that way then in infinity you can charge people oh here's the costume from the new game yeah which they fucking love doing yep it sucks i'm not a fan i mean i it's too early for me to really make a decision, but it's got me like, uh, yeah. And this kind of comes into what I wanted to talk about, which was kind of where we see single player games going. Cause I, I fully get that, you know, these games are way harder to develop for. Um, I mean, you can look at, um, Sony saying this, we're like, Hey, you know, 60 to 80 hour games are harder to make and more expensive. Mm -hmm. We want to make 20 hour games. 
I'm fine with that. Like, I don't really care about the game's length as long as it's quality. Yeah. Like, a good example being Uncharted. Those games are very short, and you can beat them in a day. Mm-hmm. But they're great games. Yeah, from start to finish, action-packed, a lot of good content in there. There's never really down moments that you just don't like playing, so... And that's kind of the the thing, though. Like, even Last of Us, I want to say, is probably, what, 40 hours? I, I would say it's way less than that. I'm being generous then. But that's the thing, too. Like, Last of Us 1 and 2 are both relatively shorter games. Yeah. But they're great. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is, like, 40 hours. Mm-hmm. And that's short for an RPG. But it's great. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing is, like, I, quality. I'm, I'm fine with having shorter games... Because, like, here's the thing. Sure, you'll have your shorter, you know, single-player experiences here and there. But that just means that when, when someone like Obsidian or Bethesda or Rockstar shows up, here's your big-ass 100-hour experience. And then you're like, oh, shit. And then when Persona 6 comes out, you're like, oh, fuck, right. These games can be long. And it, you, st- you don't get that burnout. Because that's one of my least favorite parts of the new Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. Well, I like them. Fuck, dude. If I have to follow one more motherfucker through a marketplace well, not even that, that walks faster than my walk speed and slower than my run speed. <laughs> not even that. Just like, Jesus Christ, bro. Odyssey and Valhalla are like 80 plus hours. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have that much time. Not for Assassin's Creed. Yeah, espe- like, not, especially not for Assassin's Creed. Like, I love Assassin's Creed, but dude, when I was playing through the entire series up to like, Unity, I got two Unity. Like, I was beating these games in, like, three days. I remember you telling me, okay, now it's starting to get to be a drag. <laughs> yeah, because there was a point where I'm like, okay. Like, well, th- and that was mainly just because, like, I was playing them only. I wasn't mm-hmm. taking breaks like I should have. Yeah. Um, But there was a point where I'm like, yo, these games are great, and they're so, like, they're perfectly, like, the length is perfect. Mm-hmm. Those games were 20 to 30 hours, roughly. Some of them even less. Like, I think Assassin's Creed 2 is, like, 15 hours. And it's, like, that's good. 20 to 30 hours is perfect game length for me. I don't need bigger unless you give me quality. Like, that's one of the things about Persona that I like. Persona 5 doesn't waste your time. Mm -hmm. Because everything you do in that game will give you something. Oh, you're gonna... Oh, like, you're you're all caught up on on the thing. You're just waiting for the date to come by oh I'm just gonna go make sure I'm gonna eat some things you'll play ball do something like raise up my stats mm-hmm. everything you do has something linked to it that's the most fun part something. of those games to me is just the time management like Yakuza is a good example where it's like yes you can just go through this whole you know crime drama mm-hmm. but the mini games are fun as fuck like yeah like I, I I spent an hour playing the fucking crane game last night <laughs> Because cause they're fucking addicting. Yeah. Like, you can play other Sega games in these games. That's insane. Like, they do... Like, these games do a really good job. I think Yakuza Like a Dragon has less of this, but, like, that's the thing. If you're going to give me 100 hours, make that 100 hours worth it. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla drags. Mm-hmm. I like Valhalla. I think the story is really awesome, but it drags. I, I think that story would be a lot better if it was told over 30 hours. Yep. There are definitely some of those, like... And, to be fair, Valhalla is is introduced like a TV show. There are sections. Like, this is, like, the next episode, next episode. And, like, you can take breaks. They have perfect... This is a good stopping point for now. I can come back and continue. Like, like a season. Mm-hmm. 
but it's still despite them telling you well you don't have to do all that no you have to if you want to get the ending and learn the whole story you have to so it's like no fuck that I'm playing 100 hours of a Viking game which I normally be cool with but there I don't know man it's it's fucking whack but yeah I I don't know I I'm just I'm worried that some of these companies are gonna do this because like Halo Infinite's gonna be a live service game they're doing it where Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be its own thing. But for the story mode, they're going to have your campaign. Then they're going to add another campaign. Mm-hmm. And then another campaign. Like, they're going to keep adding campaigns. and But then they're still going to make multiplayer the main focus. And I think that's cool. Yeah. For Halo, that makes sense. Because, it, one, it's primarily a multiplayer game, but with a shockingly decent story mm-hmm. for a shooter. Um, and then I think that's a good way for them to kind of, hey, so normally we wouldn't put a full production team on this, this story that we, that we just put in a novel. Now we can do it because we're making that it is a, something that's yeah, very good. <laughs> it's like now, now we can do it because we have enough time and money to dedicate to, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do uh, Sergeant Johnson little side thing. Hey, fuck it. The Arbiter's back. Play as him again. Like, that would be doing some cool shit like that. And, like, that's that's what I want the live service thing to be, is... Like, Destiny does it really well. Where it's... You have all this content. You have all this stuff you can do. Okay, hey, here's the paid expansion. You pay 40 bucks or 60 depending on, you know, your d- digital deluxe and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But you can pay for those, and you get the new content, you get the new stuff. But, hey... They still have seasons. They still have extra things you can do. You're never bored, which is what I think the whole point of a live service game is. The problem is, I don't know if I want that in single player. Yeah. Because, I mean, EA has already gone back on that. And you know that you know if this Assassin's Creed Infinity does really well, they're gonna be like, shit, shit, write that down. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because Dragon Age, Dragon Age Four just got out of the multiplayer live service thing. Just throw it right back in. Bro, if, if they do that to Mass Effect 4, I'm gonna fucking riot. Oh man, that would suck. But like, and like, they're, I think EA is learning that single player games can work. Mm-hmm. And I think Ubisoft is gonna have to learn that lesson. Because I feel like if these start failing, they're gonna be like, well, fuck. Because Jedi Fallen Order happens, makes a shit zillion dollars, and EA goes, huh. Mass Effect Legendary Edition launches and sells a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. And they go, huh. And they're like, okay. There's so- not enough data. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're sitting there like looking at it going like, but. But what does it mean? Well, like, and that's the thing. They don't even have the multiplayer for three. And they're sitting there going like, but how are they? Why are they playing this long? Like, what, mm-hmm. why, I, I don't get it. Which, we're making all this money, but there's, there's no microtransactions. There's online like how are how are we how's this money getting here and it's it's like dude single player games are fucking great and I, i'm we're gonna keep getting them from like sony obviously because that's their big thing obviously bethesda is gonna keep putting out single player stuff as well um we're gonna get doom we're gonna get like single player games are not dead yeah but i think for some places it might be like EA and Ubisoft it's well even like EA EA apparently just built a studio that's gonna make single player open world games wow like they built a studio for that 
And so that makes me think that, all right, so that's where all the single-player games are going to live. Mm-hmm. And, Except uh, for Crash and Spyro. Well, that's Activision. Oh, fucking that's the same thing. I've done this like three times <laughs> on this, here. At this point, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. I, I wouldn't be... I'm honestly, like... Fuck that studio. Like, fuck that company. They, they, they're like, hey, toys for Bob. <laughs> Eat a dick. Yeah. Hey, Vicarious Visions. Diablo needs your help. Because obviously, Blizzard can't remaster their shit. You guys got bones, right? Look at Warcraft 3. Yeah. Jesus. That was a fucking shit show, And so, so then they went, hey, you guys know how to remaster it. Do Diablo 2. You guys do it. That one I'm excited for. Yeah, because it actually looks great. Yeah. <laughs> like, Warcraft 3 looks like shit. Yeah. No, Diablo 2 looks amazing. I'm excited to jump into that. I'm really excited. But fuck, dude. I'm so pissed. Because, like, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is great. Crash Bandicoot finally got a fourth game, and it's awesome. But fuck, Toys for Bob's a Call of Duty studio now, I guess. I did play uh, a bit of Tony Hawk on the Switch. Picked it up. How is it? It's awesome. Yeah. We're never getting that again. Yep. And that, that's that's another thing, too. Like, those are all really good single-player games. Like, Crash is great. Spyro is great. Tony Hawk is... Obviously, you can play online, but you can play by yourself. That's my biggest problem, is a lot of these companies are seeing, you know, the trend of, oh, big online game mm-hmm. makes a butt-ton of... Because Fortnite came in. Like, as much as I like Fortnite... Fuck Fortnite. Yeah. Like, it came in with its Battle Pass shit, and, like, it's a free game that made a zit trillion dollars. Fuck that. I hate that. It's It sucks, because every company tried to follow that trend. Yeah. Like, how many Battle Passes do we have <coughs> now? You know what I mean? It's quite a lot. Like, I'm glad Halo Infinite's doing a different take on it, where, okay, you don't have to, like, there's no FOMO. You know what I hate is that Genshin Impact has had a battle pass forever and I like there's no reason for me to buy it it's a fucking single player game I don't care about these black and red weapons you're giving me yeah I mean everybody only wants the characters yeah and, and, you and they're to, not in the battle pass so and, and you have to like pay for, like you have to sh- spend a shit zillion dollars to even get them mm-hmm. yeah that's my thing I'm not I'm not paying that much money just to possibly get a Nero ripoff yeah or a Virgil clone. They should make it to where you can just buy these characters. I They're not gonna, because they're making a lot of money already. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but, like, maybe just make a four-star at the end of the battle pass every now and again. Yeah, like, that's the thing, is, like, if you if, if, if this if the battle pass was, hey, here's the character at the end, I'd mm-hmm. probably be more inclined to play Genshin. Yeah. But I just have no, no reason to want to play it, because, yeah, the game's good and the story's fine, but... In order to get the the things that I want, like Joey's Joey always tells me, like, oh well, no, you just you know you gotta play, and I'm like, I don't I don't grind nearly as much as I think people realize. Like I yeah, like, when, and he says it's not grindy. I'm like, no, no, no. To me, that's grindy. It may not be like RPG levels of grind, but the fact that I have to do random shit just to get things that they obviously want you to pay for. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Genshin's fun because it's actually a very solid single player game. Yeah, that for works sure. really well. I've I've stopped playing it right now because the story is still just like one chapter ahead of the opening stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm just waiting for them to build up way more story, and then I'm going to jump back in and play through all that, because there is a lot of, like, grindy bullshit that you have to do to get, you know, adventure levels, which are required for a lot of stuff. So it'll be a while. And that's my thing. Like, I, I definitely get it. It's a free game, so I expected that kind of stuff. But that was the, the moment that I ticked off. I was like, nope, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just not my, like, that that grindy stuff, like, um, unless, like, I don't like it when it puts, like, it takes you out of it. Yeah. Like, it's one of the things with, like, like in, I don't know, it's when it's blatantly obvious. Like, yes, in an RPG, you have to grind to get to a place. Yes, in Skyrim, I have to fight enough people and level up something to, to go places. But there's a point where it's like, I don't feel like I'm getting held back. Genshin straight up goes, no, you can't go here until your level's high enough. And I'm like, hey, fuck off. Yeah. And that's, that's with any of these, like, free, you know, games like that. So, yeah, it is what it is. Anything else you got? We, we, it was a bit shorter episode. I would say like 15 minutes shorter, but you know, anything else you want to add on today or, uh, not that I could think of. I, I'm, I'm really liking this new setup we got here. That's all I just am focusing on right now. I was going to say like, I feel like, I feel like we jumped to record just to use the mics. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we had enough news stories. I think was good enough. Yeah, definitely. But, um, Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's uh, one of our, or I guess, our shorter episodes, but hey, that's fine. We're not going to, you know, just keep it going for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know uh, what you want to see in future episodes. Uh, let us know if these new mics are better audio, because we hopefully won't be peaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, and as always, take it sleazy.